Welcome to No Picks After Dark, Baltimore Sun's best podcast of 2020, voted by you, the listeners. No Picks After Dark seeks to build a community based on human experience, storytelling, and conversation. Now your host, Aaron Dante. This portion of the episode is sponsored by Found Studio Shop. Looking for a unique gifts curated by an artist? Shop online at Found Studio Shop. Explore our delightful selection of jewelry, ceramics, stationery, cards, and holiday decor. Or pamper yourself or your loved ones with candles, gift boxes, and locally made bath and body products. All of this and more is available for shipping or local pickup at Red Canoe Cafe. Browse whenever the mood strikes at foundstudioshop.com. Welcome to No Picks at the Dark Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Dante. Today, we are back with Miss Sarah. It's been such a long, long time since we last spoke with her. A lot of things have changed in the world um, since we last spoken. And, you know, um, I wanted to start off in the beginning to say that the reason why we stopped uh, recording was because so many things are going on in the world. And uh, I was at a place mentally that I just didn't really couldn't express and talk about my feelings and how things were going. And I was very upset and mentally I just wasn't in it. And uh, Sarah knew that and her and I spoke several times and we decided to hold off on the travel, the travel show <laughs> and uh, and uh, spring back at a, at a better time. So what time is better time than now? And, um, you know, by this time, when this when this episode comes out, the election has happened. I don't know the results. So I just want to give people a preference so they know where we are. But without further ado, Miss Sarah, how are you doing? Hi, I'm doing great. It's been a long time. So I think a lot has happened since we last spoke in the world, but also in my little world. But it's been a little bit of a crazy time. Yeah, we've, we've spoken and... I want to leave off when we first last spoke, you were leaving Texas. And the last thing I said to you to catch people up, what are you going to do about COVID-19? <laughs> and your answer was like, I'm not worried about it. So I'll keep on rolling. Yep. But, that uh, was it. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. You know, something happened, folks. You know, something happened. So let's pick up from there. Miss Sarah, go ahead. Yeah. Tell everybody what's going on. Last time we spoke, I had just left Texas. It was getting a little at the time. It was getting a little scary out there. I had moved on to New Mexico and that's when stuff went, I don't know, we were just, everyone was so unsure. We didn't know if state borders were going to close. We didn't, no one knew. I don't know if anyone can think back to that time, but I remember exactly where I was and how I was feeling. And my dad back in Virginia was telling me to come back and I didn't want to go all the way back East and all the, the, the entire RV community the uh, social media was saying, you know, just go somewhere, shelter in place and just stay in someone's driveway or just be somewhere stationary. And I just didn't feel right to keep traveling. It just didn't feel right in my core. And I wanted to make sure that I was contributing and doing my part for the better, you know, the better good of, of not spreading this. So I ended up I toyed with the idea of going to California, but then they locked down California. So a little detail I left out <laughs> when we spoke last was that when I was in Texas, I actually met a certain someone 
And I ended up sheltering in place with this particular person for a couple months so that I stopped traveling and I was safe in one place. So I kind of went from New Mexico back to Texas to, to stay with him. And that's where I kind of spent that time, that uncertain time. Well, it's still uncertain, but from March until May. And then I hit the road at the end of May to get back at it. I mean, <laughs> so many things to <laughs> to break down, but we're not going to get into all the nitty gritty things. I'm sure the people will love to know, but that's personal business. But okay. how does he, how did this even, just a general, how does it even come about? You met this man and you, while you were in Texas and you guys hit it off really well, did you worry about being a female on the road by yourself, meeting some stranger, going back to their house? You know, what are your thoughts going through this process when you're like, I'm about to ask this person, Hey, can I come back to your place to stay and hunker down for a little bit? Well, I had, I had seen him a couple of times prior to leaving his, his area of Texas. So when we realized that we wanted to keep seeing each other, I went back a couple of times. So at this point, he wasn't a stranger. So I felt completely comfortable going back to his place. And to be honest, it was probably the safest place I could have been because he lives on a ranch. So I was completely basically quarantined from anybody else. And we weren't doing anything really leaving, leaving the ranch that much. So our circle was very tight and close. So it was probably the safest place I could have been. And I felt a lot safer doing that than being on the road and just not knowing what was going to happen next. I mean, think about it too. I mean, I wouldn't have wanted to be in a park or a trailer or an RV park or a state park or a national park by myself in my tiny trailer. I mean, I probably would have gone crazy. So it was nice to have somebody with me, let alone him. I mean, it was, it was awesome. And I looked at it as an opportunity to get to know him better. And, you know, he, he invited me back and I said, you know what, this makes sense for us right now and for the world. So that's what I did. And it worked out great. And um, when it came time to get back on the road, I did just that. And he was completely understanding of that and knew that I needed to keep going on my adventure and, and carry it out. Nice. Nice. So after you departed Texas, where did you go next? Where was your next journey? So what happened was because I left Texas in the end of May, it was really hot. So my next place officially after I had already done New Mexico, my next place was to go to Arizona. But Arizona at that point was super hot and I don't like the heat. <laughs> so I strategically skipped over Arizona and said to myself, I'll go back to Arizona towards the end when it will be fall and the weather will be a little bit better to, to handle. So I went straight to uh, California, to Orange County, to a friend of mine in, in California, Southern California. Awesome. Awesome. And I saw that. I remember you and I were talking about that. And um how was like, so what did you, let's go back to New Mexico. What did you see in New Mexico? Cause we didn't talk about that. Okay. What did you see there? So New Mexico has a couple national parks, but we, 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 I went to, I guess Addie and I as we, um, we went to, um, Guadalupe mountains national park is in Northern Texas. So we did that one. And then we did Carlsbad caverns, which is right over the border into New Mexico. And that was really cool. It was underground caverns. And, um, then I went to White Sands National Park. And you guys have probably seen pictures of it. It's basically dunes and dunes of white sand. It's insane. You, you don't see anything but white sand. You look like you're on a beach, but there's no water. 
So I did that. And then I went to up to Santa Fe and I went up to Albuquerque. I had some work done on my Airstream and at the Albuquerque Airstream dealer and went through the Gila forest. So there was a lot to see in New Mexico. I went to, I don't know if any, I don't know if you've heard of the, um, the town called truth or consequences. Have you heard? I have, I have heard that. Yes, I have. Well, I think it was back in the fifties. It's a kind of a strange name for a town. Obviously there was a game show called truth or consequences and they did some kind of contest on the radio to get your town named truth or consequences. <laughs> so I had to hit up that place. It really wasn't that epic, but I went there. <laughs> so, okay. That's yeah. I give a little people a background. That's, that's great. That's mm-hmm. great to hear. So you get to orange County at this point in your trip, you're, you're in May, you're in June, it's June, I'm early, June. The end of May, early, I'm early, June. early, early end June. Okay. Early early June and a lot of things are happening in the world at that point. Yes. Now I know I've known you for 20 plus years. Okay. And I've known you to shy away with a lot of things with politics and national things. And there's one thing I was very proud of you that you, that that you did tell the the audience what you did, because I mean, it's not a political show, but something that you did that I was very shocked, but proud of you that you're out doing what you were doing. Go ahead. So, you know, this whole journey has been about stepping outside of my comfort zone and, and trying new things and, and being on an adventure. So I, the friends I was staying with in California, they were participating in a protest after everything had happened with George Floyd and Brianna Taylor. And I felt more inclined than I ever had in the past to participate. And I did. And, you know, it was a small protest. It was in Orange County, which actually is very, it skews very conservative. So it was an interesting dynamic, but it was a really great experience and and very eye-opening. And one of those things that you do that you get the chills. And I just, I don't know, I just, something came over me. I just felt really inclined based on what was happening in the world. And I, it was a really really influential experience for me. That's, that's great. That's great to hear that. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you're, you're doing it all, you know, you're seeing it all and it's, you're in a time of, we all are in time of uncertainty right now. Yes. What are you learning about yourself on this trip right now? Up until now, like, like think, you know, think back until from your last, we spoke, you were leaving Texas and now you're in a March in June. Like what's going through your mind of traveling the U.S. right now? What is like, what's your mindset? So at that time, of course, everything was uncertain. So I was very uncertain. And there was, from a logistics standpoint of visiting different places, things are closed, things are taking precautions, parks are at, you know, a 30% capacity if they're even open. Yes. Sorry. But, well, let's, let's talk about state parks also. Cause I think federal parks were closed, but let's go back to that when you start. Yeah. So, but from an emotional standpoint, it was, I'm, as I continue on this journey and especially around that time, we can only control, can control what we can control. So it starts off in our little world. It starts off small. So that's what this whole journey has been for me, but even more so during that time was I can only do what I can do. So I just have to roll with it because I have no control over what's happening in the world, what's happening in, you know, at that point, I don't even, I'm not sure what the big cities were that were having, you know, cr- crazy protests, but 
I can't control that stuff, but what I can control is in my own backyard. So that was a little bit too of what, you know, why I was participating in that, in that small protest was because I can do something right now. I can take action and it can potentially help something. So I think that's the mentality that I've taken on this trip too, is just that I, there's only a certain amount of things that I, I can do and I can control. So whatever happens to me, I just have to react accordingly. And if it's out of my control, it's out of my control. I can't stress about that because I can't do anything about it. So same thing with the parks. I mean, with those being Let's talk about the parks, let's talk about the state parks. I mean, what I mean, uh, federal parks, yeah. they're all closed. They all closed down for quite some time. So what did you do in your spare time then? It was very, uh, it was very hard to kind of accept that, but I was with friends in Southern California and I took that time to get my car checked out. I got an oil change, all that stuff, um, get, take care of that kind of stuff. So, um, but as I stayed there, what I was doing was just monitoring all the parks every day. I'm looking to see what's open, how they're handling the situation and what they're, you know, what they're doing and what precautions they're taking. And little by little, I didn't leave. I was in Orange County for about two weeks because it took that long for things to start opening up around mid June or early to mid June. And I just kind of mapped out where I was going to go based on what was opened based on where I could go because that's all I could do. Right. So I ended up heading from, from LA or from the LA area, I headed east to the San Bernardino florist and did that. It's not a national park, but I knew I wanted to go there. So I just kind of, that was one of the only parks or the only uh, campgrounds that was opened. And I went there and just kind of went from there. And from there, I got recommendations from people, other things to do in the area and just kind of winged it from there. So I had ideas of waypoints, but if I couldn't do it, I couldn't do it. And I just did what I could. I remember you telling me an interesting story about how it was in California, I remember, and you had hiked all this way to this park and then hiked back just to find out that the next day so, it was opening up. Could you tell the story about that, please? So Yes. So there's, well, there's one thing that happened before that, which was there was a trailhead that I really wanted. There was this hike that I really wanted to do. And the trailhead was three miles up a pavement road. And <laughs> I really wanted to do this hike. But because of COVID, the, the, the road to get to the trailhead, three miles or three and a half miles to get to the trailhead was closed off because of COVID. They didn't want the parking lot really full. And I was like, I really want to do this hike. So Addie and I got up super early in the morning and hiked three and a half miles of the road to then get to the trailhead to then do the hike in the forest. And then we hiked down. So it ended up being like a 16 mile hike just because... <laughs> We had to hike up the road that you would normally drive up and get to the trailhead that way. So just little things like that. It's just like, oh, damn, COVID. (laughs) Why is this happening right now? But, you know, you just kind of go with it. And if you really want to do something, you find out, figure out a way how to do it. So, okay, what's your mentality now? A lot of people are probably wondering, you know, we now we hear where she's at. We know she's in California. Uh, So you're in California. You're halfway through your journey. You're halfway through your journey, okay? Yes. People are going to ask this question, and you know where it's coming. Uh Uh-oh. You know you're halfway through your journey. Have (laughs) you figured out a plan B as far as what's going to happen or C after this trip's over? Because now you're looking at you have no job right now. You're in the middle of COVID, which is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. The job force is getting cut down like tremendously. But people are still hiring, but 
specialized jobs. You know, the, the market's great, but not hospitality. Those industries like they are suffering, as we know. What's going through your mind now? Because you're like, all right, I should be sending resumes out. But what's going on? What's your thoughts on that? Well, at that point, to be honest, you know, I knew I wanted to travel for an entire year. So if I started, if I started to look for jobs at six months, then I'd be kind of defeating the purpose of the purpose of my trip was to kind of be free and do my thing and, and, you know, not stress out. So to be honest, I wasn't really thinking about jobs. I was thinking about my friends and their jobs and the world and their jobs and, you know, how it's affecting everybody else. But, you know, a lot of people, people I spoke to were like, oh, well, you're in the best position. And I was like, okay, like, I think we're all kind of, we're all kind of dealing with this and and facing this in different ways. And everyone's got their challenges. Everyone's got their hurdles, including me. I mean, half the stuff is opened. I mean, I'm, you know, wearing a mask at gas stations and hand sanitizing at the gas station because I have to get gas, you know, and it's just, everything is a lot harder. But my mentality at that time was I cannot complain. There are people that are stuck in apartments living with eight people. And there are so many people worse off than me with this pandemic and, you know, not having money to put food on the table and, and you're right, the hospitality industry. And so I just kind of had the mentality of I'm going to carry out what I set out to do and do it in the best way I can. And the job stuff, honestly, if I started thinking about it, then I think I would have gotten myself way too stressed out at that time. Okay. Now, what is your dad thinking? You know, he, is he hitting you up? Like, are you all right? You should quit this trip. You should come back home. I mean, what is, what, what is your dad saying? My dad is very supportive of my decisions and me. So he, there was one time that I was in California and I got a chipmunk in my trailer and I was really like, it was really a theft. Just think about having like another beating heart in your small living space besides you and your dog. It was just really, really hard for me. And I couldn't get the thing out. It was driving me nuts. And I remember my dad said, Sarah, you can stop whenever you want. Like you can. And I think that's the first time I said to my dad, I said, dad, I'm getting tired. This is, this is exhausting. I'm just getting tired. And that's when he said, you know, you can stop. And I said, no, I said, I set out to do this. I'm going to do this. And that's what I meant. That's my personality. You know that about me. I mean, if I'm going to commit to something, I'm going to commit to something, but I didn't let it take over me. I wasn't completely miserable. I just had to kind of get over that little hump and then things got better and it was all good. But, you know, with COVID, my dad was very just, you know, he just wanted me to be safe at all times. And, uh, which I was, and I took all the precautions, taking all the precautions. So that's all we can all do, I guess. Right. Right. Now, where did you go? So tell us, is there, was there any more highlights in California while you were there that we want to talk about? Yeah. I mean, the hike that I did that I was talking about was up 395, which is a road on the Eastern side of Sierra mountains. So when we think of California, we think of, you know, uh, the Pacific coast highway. And we think of, you know, 15 and I don't, I can't remember all the other ones, but one of the one Oh one and the ones that go on more on the, on the Western side, but the, the West, the Eastern side of the state has this really beautiful highway that, um, is one side of the highway is desert and one side of the highway is mountains and it's just gorgeous. And so I really enjoyed that. And I didn't even know about that until it was recommended to me that I go there and, and do that. So that was awesome. Um, I went to the coast, which was fantastic. Uh, there's a tremendous national parks in Cal- California is a beautiful state, a beautiful, beautiful state. And it's sad because I think 
when we go there from the East Coast, it's usually to either San Francisco, LA, San Diego. We don't see the rest of the state and there's just so much to offer there. So I was really fortunate to be able to explore all the parks there. And, um, you know, Yosemite, of course, is stunning and an epic national park that is so beautiful and so breathtaking. So that was that was awesome. I saw some friends in California, got to do some parks with them. So it was really nice. And of course, I was in the mountains, so I was happy. <laughs> now, didn't you go to some like Western town? It was like an yeah. old fashioned town is that in California to too. Town. Yeah, Bodie. And that's oh. that was on that that road on Eastern Sierras. Okay, tell all, us about that. Yeah. So some guy met, was in a was in a hot spring one night, which there's a lot of hot springs too. And I was hanging out in a hot spring, and these guys were telling me about this ghost town. And of course, I love history. So I was like, what? A ghost town? So I went there the next day and it was really cool. It was an old mining town and they they restored it. So it was, I think it was a state park or something. And Addie and I got to walk around and they ha- it was almost like people just picked up and left one day. And I think that's the culture of the mining, the mining towns, because when the gold or the silver or whatever they were mining for is gone, they just leave because what's the point of being there anymore? But I, I put some pictures on my social media. There was like goods in the store, like still in the window. It was crazy. It was, it was nuts. But to me, that's, that's cool stuff because I love history. That's yeah, nice. That's, that's nice. Yeah. I yeah. had to bring that back. I had to bring yeah, that. Was back. Cool. And everyone loved the photos of that because it's so crazy that they, there's still stuff intact there. So that's wild. So yeah. you're in California for what'd you say a month? You was I was in there? California for pro- maybe a little bit more than that. I was in California for a while. There's so much to see. And of course I didn't see everything, but there's so much. And I, that's in California. I kind of zigzagged and backtracked because you can't just go up the coast. There's so much more to see in California. So did you have a chance to hit San Francisco area or did you go around it? I or did, wine not, country? did not. I okay. think it's funny. I'm kind of skipping over cities a little bit because gotcha. I've been to them and it's really hard with the trailer to find places to camp or, you know, even just places to park the trailer for the day if I want to walk around. So some places, you know, when I was in Ventura, California, there's a cool RV park right in the middle of the city. So I stayed there, but it just kind of depends. And if I can't, if it's too hard to find a place to stay, then I just don't, don't go. So I did not spend any time in San Francisco, but I did some, spend some time in the Valley, in Silicon Valley. And I definitely want to, uh, she doesn't know I'm going to say this during the interview, but I'm going to say it. Uh-oh. Um, she, I'm, I'm sporting her cool t-shirt. Oh yeah. Life, life and toe. Um, <laughs> uh, it's a really cool. I want to support my friend and, uh, while she's out there. And so how many did you, how many did you end up selling? I sold probably, oh gosh, maybe like 60. That's awesome. 60 shirts. And that helped her I have a little bit. You know, on her trip, helped her yeah. a little bit on her trip to any little finances. So Thank it was you. very yeah. smart of her doing that. Another thing that Sarah has been doing and. I want to, you know, give a huge shout out because I don't say it enough. And I've been, I like to call it sharpening her skills while she's out on the field. And she's been helping behind the scenes with the No Picks in the Dark podcast. Um, just, you know, questioning, a lot of questions me, her, her and I go back and forth on a lot of different things. I want to thank you personally. Oh, Eric. Help me out in the back end of things that, you know, people don't see that, you know, you and I would talk, we talk for hours and things on on marketing and on tips and on things you see that could be better. And so I want to say thank you. And so when that marketing company comes after you, don't forget the small people. <laughs> of course. It's been really fun <laughs> because Aaron and I have been kind of working on our, our merch together and brands too. 
throwing back idea, throwing back and forth ideas. And it's been really fun. And yeah, it's been, I've been challenged to think in a different way because I've never marketed a podcast before. So I'm learning as I go. So thank you so much. Of so course. that was my little studio break real quick. Now we'll go back to your story. <laughs> this episode of No Picks After Dark Podcast is sponsored by the Charm City Craft Mafia, Baltimore's best local craft fair, presenting Holiday Heap, a virtual craft show the first weekend in December featuring handmade stationery, apparel, jewelry, ceramics, wall art, body care, small batch food gifts, and more. Crafted by makers in Baltimore and the region. Holiday Heap is Friday through Sunday, December 4th through the 6th. More at CharmCityCraftMafia.com and on Instagram and Facebook at CharmCityCraftMafia. So, so okay, you, we, we leave California. What's our next step? What's our next stop on the, on the, road, on the trip? So, Oregon. And Oregon was awesome. So, but my first stop in Oregon is Crater Lake National Park, which is did it rain? Did it rain all the time uh, there? No, and everyone says that, right? <laughs> I didn't. Well, I guess it was summer, and it was summer, and it was also before all the all the wildfires. So, I will note that I I timed it. I timed that right. <laughs> Thanks, COVID. <laughs> it worked another, out well. Another thing. Another thing you had going on. <laughs> you know, it's funny because I've been trying to think of ways to take advantage of the situation. Not of COVID, but the, the, the way things are because of COVID, I'm trying to use them as, to my advantage. So, and think of the positives that it's bringing out. So, you know, just the opportunities to, for people to work from home and, and spend more time with their families. I'm trying to find the positives of what COVID's brought us instead of just focusing on the negatives. And I timed based after sheltering in place, I timed it right to get to Oregon when I did, because it was beautiful. I did not have any rain. It's interesting on the coast, it was super foggy and cloudy. But then when you get, like it lifts midday and then obviously inland, it's more, it's kind of more mountainous. So, so tell, so tell us about Oregon. Tell us about some, the parks are open beds or no, was the parks open yet in Oregon this or point, not? Yes. Parks are opened. No, state parks are, Close, state parks varied. State parks varied by state. Yeah. Okay. So it just depended or they had some open or what a lot of campgrounds did was they, I think just to kind of tick off a box, but They'd leave, they'd have one spot open campsite. The next campsite next to that would be blocked off. So everything was at 50% capacity. So, which, you know, made it harder to find places to camp. But I will say out West, I think I mentioned this in maybe a couple of the last um, episodes, but out West, there's so much free land to camp on that I probably saved so much money. I probably am saving so much money out here because there's, you can stay on national forest land and you don't have to pay. And so I do that a lot because it's more serene and it's more, makes me feel like I'm more out in the wilderness as opposed to having another trailer next to me uh, at a campground. But that's been really advantageous because of course I'm saving money and I'm getting to see really beautiful camp spots. So um, I didn't really stay that much in, in state parks so much, but I did stay in national parks. Now, I remember seeing that you had some car issues. Did you have car issues up in Oregon or not? That wasn't that, not there. I always have car issues. Volkswagen's. Okay. Trailer <laughs> issue and like that? Um, yeah. So I will blanket, say a blanket statement, I guess. Oh, gosh, this Airstream. I've been having issues with the heater and the furnace. And guys, I don't know. I love Airstreams, but I it was just, it's just been, it was such a stressor on me because I didn't know. I was going to have hot water. 
if I was going to have heat. And so therefore I had to, if I didn't have hot water, I had to find, you know, an RV park or a park that had showers that I could shower in, or there were times where I took a cold shower. It was just, I mean, you think about the luxuries that we have, like hot water, and we take advantage of them. And here I am. I don't even know when I'm going to take a shower next because I don't have hot water. So thank God that is now all figured out, but it's been a little bit of a, a rough road kind of getting that all figured out because these, I'm traveling. So I go to one Airstream dealership and then I have to go to another Airstream dealership in the next city. And they're all booked out because everyone's traveling now in RVs mm-hmm. and everyone's, you know, homeschooling so they can be anywhere. So there's so many more people out there traveling in this way and less things are open. So that makes it a little bit, a little tough, but I'm figuring it out. Okay. So was there anything that you highlight that you would like want to tell people about the trip in Oregon or is kind of like, you know, Oregon, the, the one place in Oregon that I thought was super cool was Bend. And we don't Bend. hear about Bend, Oregon that much, but okay. that's a really cool town. Okay. Really, really cool town. And right. I was actually in Portland during when, when the protests were still happening in Portland and all that, that nonsense was happening. So um, I steered clear of downtown just to, you know, I didn't want to go near any of that stuff, but, um, but I didn't see much. It didn't really stand out too much. So I will note that, that it was during when the protests were happening. So was there, were the fires going, were there fires starting up when you were there or not yet? No, I was way before, I was there way before that. Thank okay. God. All right. So right. you went to Portland, Oregon. What's up next on our trip? Um, I went up to the Olympic Peninsula of Washington, which is a Olympic Ooh. national Okay. Okay. Cool. And that's where, that's where I had a little issue. My, my girl, my girl, Addie got a little sick there. And so we had to go to the hospital and Addie had to stay overnight in the hospital. (laughs) That that, I'm sure that I'm sure that wasn't cheap. (laughs) Wasn't cheap and wasn't fun. What did she And that was also my first time staying in a Walmart parking lot. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. You know, it had to know, have come sometime. I mean, Walmart. I will yeah. say they have huge, they have huge parking lots. They have huge parking lots. Well, and this one was like luxury. This was a luxury Walmart because I overlooked the mountains. I could see the mountains from my from where I parked, and it was like a side parking lot, so it was private. <laughs> so it was actually quite nice. <laughs> How do you, did you just randomly find this place or you somebody told you you could sleep in a well, long parking my, lot? I have camping, the camping apps that help me find campgrounds and campsites. And okay. there's, you can specifically sort them by free or not free or, you know, camp state parks, national parks, whatever. So this one just happened to pop up and I was like, you know what, maybe this is the, the time that I'll have my first Walmart experience. And since then I've stayed at a couple more. It's actually pretty easy. <laughs> 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 that that's awesome that that that's awesome uh that that's that's funny um yeah, yeah. walmart so did you go to mcdonald's while you're in walmart <laughs> there's always a mcdonald's at walmart i'm just joking no, i know and like a subway i will say oh, yes yes <laughs> i will say i have shopped at walmart probably more at, i mean on this trip more than i probably ever have ever in my life because it's convenient. okay and they have really good RV stuff. <laughs> you know, I mean, most of the nation shops at Walmart. Let's be honest here. I mean, I know. Like you, it's kind of the one thing you and I have been speaking about. And, you know, we come from the major cities on the East Coast. But you're seeing the whole United yeah. States and how big it is and how how wide and how many how diverse it is. And 
you know, the culture and, and what things have you noticed that differently that sticks out to you that you're like, wow, like each state has a, a personality or, or a place of personality. What sticks out to you? It's really like if you think, think about the towns and stuff. It's really interesting because yes, I, you know, I mostly, I've lived in bigger cities. I've never lived, you know, in, in the country essentially. And you see so much, I mean, especially now with the election year, there's just so much more propaganda and you see certain propaganda in the cities and you see certain propaganda in the country. And it's, it's so cliche, but I'm seeing it right. You know, it's right there in front of my eyes. I'm seeing it firsthand. And I mean, when I, I remember driving into Montana and just seeing a sign that just says, welcome to Trump country. And it was just, I've never seen anything like that before. I mean, it's, it's just, it's really, really eye opening. You just meet and see and so many people and let's face it, the topic right now is the election. The topic right now is politics. The topic right now is all the stuff that's happening in the country. And when you meet people on the road, you don't necessarily want to start with that because you have no idea who they are. You have no idea what their background is. And so it's not like you're speaking to your friends where you know where they stand and, you know, depending on how they feel or you feel, you might like, you know, navigate the conversation accordingly. It's tough. It's tough because you could be speaking to somebody that feels completely different than you. That's, that's interesting. It's interesting it's though. Really interesting. And I feel like I'm kind of on the front lines of the country right now and kind of matching up what we see on the news to what I'm seeing because I'm seeing a side of the country that I've never seen before. That's a beautiful thing though. It is. It really is. That's, I mean, a, that's, that's a great thing because you're educating yourself. Absolutely. For good or for bad. <laughs> you're learning <laughs> You're learning a lot. Hearing people's point of views and understanding why maybe in this state they feel this way, in this state they feel that way, or whatever the case is. But it is very eye-opening. Now, you know I've got to ask the question. How many Black yeah. people do you see out on these camping trails since you've been out there? Not many. Um, I'm just always curious because I always yeah. wonder, like, you know, do – I mean, I know a lot of, I have a lot of Black friends who camp and do camping trips, but on your roads – when I, I know – You've met he, one one guy was like in Texas, I think, right? Or oh, no, New he, Mexico. Yeah. Uh, New Mexico. Yeah, Gerard. Yeah, Gerard. He was in Mexico. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So besides Gerard, like, was there anybody else? Like families? Any? Like, I mean, it was summertime. You're still traveling. People were not at school, so you didn't really yeah. see too many black families no. out there, did you? I, I, some, yes, but obviously the majority of them are are white traveling and campers, and you know, um. Yeah, I, you know, not many. And I guess in the mountainous regions, I mean, it's just pass or people passing through, but it's it's a lot of Trump country, which you wouldn't match up to gotcha. you know, black yeah. people. <laughs> I get it. I get it. There's, there's, there's black Republicans out there. Shout out to them. There are some, that's well, for sure. Yeah. Whatever they do, whatever they like, you know. And I always tell people, you know, I have Republicans, I have Democrats, I have Greens, and depends on listening to the show. You know, if you want to come on, you're more than welcome to come on. I like to listen to everybody's opinion to hear them out. You it's know, good to hear people's point of view. And never know. I have, I have a I have a good friend that's a Republican, and then you know he has things where he's like, you know what? I know Trump sucks, and I know Biden sucks. You can agree with that, and I'm like, we can both agree in that. Yeah. So again, yeah. so we all we again we we all understand, and we we, we get it. It's just well, in the world the world's a weird weird place we're living in right now. You so you're in Montana. What was Montana about? Do you see any elk, any buffalo, anything like that? I any did. Cool I saw, you know, when I was in Yellowstone, I saw some buffalo. They literally just kind of 
walk right on the road. They own the park. The the humans are secondary and which is great. And they just kind of walk every, like walk on the road and they just kind of, you just kind of have to slow down and stop for them. And, um, pretty fascinating, pretty fascinating. Are they, are they huge? They're huge. And they're like pure muscle. You can see the definition in their shoulders and stuff when they walk by. Um, I did see some elk. Uh, let's see. I saw moose. I saw some bears, mostly, I saw bears mostly in California. Um, not so much in the Pacific Northwest, but I did, I did make sure that I had my bear spray and a bell on my backpack because the belt, like you're supposed to make noise when you see a bear. So they, they don't like, you're supposed to make yourself really big, like, like spread your arms out and make noise and the bear will run away. They just need to know that you're bigger than them kind of thing. But so when I went up to the Pacific Northwest, like Glacier National Park in Montana, I made sure I was equipped with my bear, my bear supplies. Now, speaking of, so I was thinking about you uh, a couple of days ago because there was a hiker that was on a, on a trail and he was hiking somewhere. I want to say, I don't know what, I don't know yeah. what state it is. And there was a mountain lion following him. Oh, and he, yes. didn't, he, he didn't realize the mountain lion was found. Did you ever see a mountain lion while you're no, out there? No, he didn't. Thank God. I would have. Okay. Cats, I think, scare me more. <laughs> I mean, I was thinking about you like, oh, man, can you imagine a cat creeping on you, turn around? No. Like, right there. Like, that kind of, I saw, you had, you didn't encounter any wild creatures, like, up on you like that? No, I've been, I've been really lucky. I do sometimes. That's good. I do sometimes get scared, like, on a trail if I'm by myself and don't see many other people. But, you know, it's, I guess that's the risk you're going to take. And if you, if you have, if you know how to handle it then you can just have that confidence that, you know, you'll handle it if it happens. All right. So I think we covered a lot. We will, we'll, we'll do another part two okay. of uh, pretty much kind of getting closer, closer, close to where we're not going to tell you where we, where you are now, but that'll be on part two. Okay. And um, we'll talk about that. And, and uh, again, is there anything you want to leave that we didn't miss about Montana or anywhere else from, from, so we traveled folks from Texas, New Mexico, Southern California, through yeah. the mountains of California up to Oregon. And then we cross over to yep. Montana, correct? Is there anything we're leaving out right now? Coast. Yep. Okay. All right. All so right. Oregon, Washington, Washington, Washington State, and uh, Washington, and then Montana, and then Wyoming. Wyoming. Did you go to, uh, did you go to, what's Jackson Hole? I went to Jackson. Yep. Is it pretty cool? Cool town. Yeah. Really cool town. Cool mountain town that's, that's really blown up. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty busy. It's pretty hot. Did you, happening did, you see, did you see Kanye there? No. Was he there? <laughs> that's, that's where he has a house there. That's oh, he does? I'm oh, yeah. I'm a joke. I'm joking. <laughs> I didn't know I'm about just, Kanye. No. <laughs> I'm joking. That's pretty cool. That is really, really cool. And uh, did you, while you're on the road, did you eat, road, did you eat anything weird or different that you probably wouldn't have eaten ever? Or were you just keeping it? No. Well, you know, I'm a vegetarian, so I kind of keep it simple. You know, okay. lettuce and carrots all the time. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, no, happens. it's funny because a lot of people tell me, you know, oh, if I was doing that, I would, my waypoints would be all the cool restaurants, you know, like you see on the reality shows at the restaurants. That's a lot of money though. People ain't talking. Well, That's a lot of money. Funny, I don't eat out a lot because I have Addy and for A, Addy, B, COVID. And, you know, so I do a lot of cooking and, and you know, if I do order out, it's takeout. Um, but yeah, it's, it's become a little bit more challenging, you know, and sometimes with the mask wearing and stuff, it's sometimes it's easier to just eat at home and not have to wear a mask at my table, you know, and, 
not have to deal with that. So, uh, yeah, but I don't, I don't really seek out different types of foods like some would if they were doing something like this. Got you. Got but there is a lot right. more, you know, game, game out west. People you got you. Well, folks, again, Miss Sarah, I appreciate you. You know, uh, just I'm glad we could get back on our schedule. And um, the next episode will come out for this episode will come out right again after election. Okay. And hopefully everybody, the world will be still, United States will still be oh, the standing yes. by that time. Um, no matter where, whoever, one thing I want to say towards the end of everybody, vote. I mean, it's already happened, but if you didn't vote, shame on you. Um, like I said, this will come out after it. So actually, no, I'm actually, I might drop it on the election day. Ooh, I might drop it on election day. We'll see. Okay. So yeah. Every day I feel like you I'm still, you still can vote. You still can vote because mm-hmm. it'll, it'll be uh, that Tuesday will come out. Right. So, right. So I'm you know what? Filling out my absentee ballot today. So I was going to ask you that. Mm-hmm. Where, how did you get, how did that work on the road? How did you log online and have it sent somewhere? Essentially. Okay, yeah. Enough said. Every enough state said. does it different. But yeah, I basically went online and said, I want an absentee ballot, filled out a form, and then I had it sent to my friends where I am now. And Good. so I have it here. So I'll just do it from here. Well, do you know you got you got to do the Instagram thing yeah. like everybody else is doing? Yeah. They they put it in the ballot box. So like oh, I don't know if you can do it for yours. You to mail it, but for me, we have a ballot box, and everybody's taking Instagram photos. Like, I've, here's the. Oh right. Yeah, you. Know, I don't think you can do that. I don't think you can do it. <laughs> but everybody's like, everybody's like, hey, I voted. I you think know. I have to just. Well, make sure you mail it back in, okay? I guess I could take a picture of me in front of a post in front of a post box. Yeah, that can work. Not as Make sure you put in that. That's that. I mean, that's cool. Whatever. <laughs> I mean, I probably won't do that, but yeah. All right, then, folks. Again, thank you, Miss Sarah. We'll be uh, again uh, catching up on on your trips and your trials and tribulations. And thank you for sharing your story. I think people want to get away, and this is a good time to get away and talk about what you got going right. on in your yeah. life. And this is a very good outlet, and I'm really happy that we're having you back on again because oh, thanks. people want to know what happened. What happened? What happened to her? Did she drop off the earth? <laughs> All right, folks, on that note, peace, love, and happiness. <laughs>